Hi everyone and welcome to another edition of Rock and Talk with Dak. Today I'm going through some recent news and talking about some new releases. Stay tuned. Hello and welcome everyone. I hope you all have been just fantastic out there. Uh, my apologies for missing last week. I had a friend's wedding to go to up in Idaho. Could not have asked for better weather and had lots of fun up there. And absolutely gorgeous. It was a nice bright spot to the world with all the crap still going on it seems like it just compounds every week but uh anyway hope hope everyone's doing good um something a little bit different today i really haven't talked much news on this show so i thought i would kind of get some news together that i've seen some stuff that's interesting and put it together for today so gonna kind of jump right into the first part which i wanted to do an solely an episode on, but it's still kind of recent. I'm not going to talk about it too much. So we'll get into a recent release. This was oh about a month ago now. Uh, so Beck re-released his album from last year uh, called Hyperspace, and it's kind of a, a 2020 redo, if you will. Uh, didn't remix every single song on there, uh, but there were definitely a handful of songs that were remixed and actually added on, uh, I believe, two extra tracks as well. But it wasn't just a re-release. He also had a collaboration with, I mean, of course, Beck, because <laughs> Beck is Beck, did a collaboration with NASA and created a visual album. And probably wondering what the hell that looks like. So if you listen to Hyperspace, which I absolutely enjoy, I mean, Beck's just the kind of artist he dabbles in every genre. You want something that's a little bit more, I don't know, country twang to it you know you got an album for that sea change uh if you want something that's just straight up pop you know a few years ago he did colors and then hyperspace it is more i don't know how to explain it chill wave synth based i suppose and it's not just that but that is a very prevalent sound throughout the album um it's the kind of album that you could just sit back and smoke pot to i mean that's kind of the aesthetic of it it's just that kind of music. It's just very chill. And so listening to the album, having collaboration with NASA and doing a visual album, just, I mean, it kind of makes perfect sense. And definitely so, because there were some trippy visuals in there. So what they wound up doing is taking uh, pictures from satellites and data and kind of compiling visuals based off of that. And they had an AI run through to kind of make visuals move and do some stuff along with the music. It was really cool. I had no idea this was even on the way or out there until I just randomly found it on YouTube, sat and watched the whole thing. And it was fun. It's just a different kind of an, a different experience. And I really enjoyed it. And uh, I guess I'll kind of go through the track listing. I thought it was really cool. I noticed this about halfway through that each song was corresponding to some part of space out there. And for anyone who doesn't know me, I love space. I'm kind of, I guess, a side hobby, if that's what it's considered. Absolutely love it. So kind of this blend of an artist I really enjoy and then this kind of visual take on the album. Super fun, and I'm, I'm really excited about it. So I'm just going to go through the track listing and tell you what that song corresponds to. So starting at the top, the first song's Hyperlife. And on that song, there's visuals and, you know, satellite images of Earth. Uh, the next song, Uneventful Days, has the moon, saw lightning, Mars, die waiting is the sun, 
which is probably my favorite song on the album. Chemical Saturn, song see-through is Jupiter. And then this is where we kind of get into some more of the data-based imagery as opposed to straight up pictures, if that makes any sense. So the song Hyperspace, um, they show exoplanets, stratospheres, Milky Way galaxy. Uh, I think this next one is so apt dark places. They have images and data of black holes. Star, they do stars and uh, galaxies. And then the last song on the original album is Everlasting Nothing, and they show Nebula. Now, the two extra songs that are on the album, uh, they have, I guess, kind of a reprise of Dark Places, but it's just, um, there, there's no words. It's more of an instrumental. And I, I think it's listed as Soundscape on there. So that's kind of Black Hole Part 2. They got some different stuff with that. And then New Song, which I think is like the only acoustic song on the album, is called I Am The Cosmos, parenthesis 42420. And again, kind of a stars part two. They do more stars and uh, galaxy kind of visuals on that. So go check it out. I believe it is. I know it's yeah, obviously up on YouTube. Mention that. Uh, but I believe Apple Music and Spotify also have that. And I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Amazon Music has has it on there as well. So go give it a shot. Even if you just want to watch one one of those videos, um, I think it's definitely worth it. It's just a different experience, different take. You know, I think when uh, a lot of people they think of a visual album, you think of, I mean, I think in, you know, recent, especially the last decade, I think Beyonce is probably the most uh, prevalent when it comes to doing a visual album, kind of music video for the for every song. So super fun. Um, go check it out and, and let me know what you think. Uh, so with that out of the way, let's get into some other news. Alrighty, I'm, I'm excited for this next one. So when I first started the podcast at the beginning of the year, I had my uh, top 10 albums from last decade. And one of the first ones on there, I believe, was uh, Gautier's Making Mirrors. And at the end of that segment, I said something to the effect of, I can't wait till he starts doing new music. Really liked what, what he did with Making Mirrors. And obviously people really know him for somebody that I used to know, but you know, I argue the entire album's worth it. Well, good news... The wait is over. Gautier is back in the studio. Um, and I, I must have missed this or it just surfaced up. He uh, recorded a live album uh, with his backing band. Well, I wouldn't say backing band. It's his side band uh, called The Basics. Um, and this was, what, two years ago? And I believe it was just released recently. And somewhere in interviews, there's been a couple different things that's been popped up. And he's, he has said multiple times, yeah, I want to get back and do a a fourth solo uh, album, can't wait to be doing that. And then even more recent, I don't know how it's working because of where he's recording, but apparently he's been sighted in New York City uh, going into a studio. So that's good news. I'm super excited about it and can't wait to see what he has going on. Uh, next up, the Gorillas. Um, kind of surprising, a lot of people don't know that the Gorillas are a digital band. And I, I, I find that fascinating, even though it's the, uh, the singer from Muse uh, back in the 90s. This was his next kind of brainchild project was the Gorillas, And they've just exploded. And, you know, for anyone who knows the Gorillas, I mean, it is all about their collaborations. So recently, oh, I guess, uh, well, yeah, so recent. Uh, their latest collaboration is with Robert Smith of The Cure. Um, I believe the song is called Strange Times. And when they released the song, they also announced a new album coming out, I think, next month in October. Super quick. But what they've been doing this year 
is doing one song, I think every month, and they've been calling it Song Machine. So that's that's the name of the album, comes out next month. And the the Robert Smith song, it is definitely a gorilla song. It is bizarre, and I love it. Speaking of Robert Smith and The Cure, uh, they also, they've been finishing up their, their next album. Robert Smith had an interview and said it is ready to go, and because they've had so much time working on stuff, he has uh, a solo album ready to go as well. So New Cure coming soon, and I think he said they plan to release it by the end of the year. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. I think the last Cure album was 2008, so it's it's been a decent time uh, without New Cure material. And yeah, whatever solo stuff that he cooked up as well. So super exciting for that. Uh, what's next? Ah, I, I, I think this one's just kind of kind of fun. Uh, Joe Satriani, he is releasing, or well, rather re-releasing uh, three of his past albums, and they're not going to have any guitar parts, no rhythm, and no lead guitars on them. So the whole idea is being able to listen to the song and play along with your own guitar, either playing exactly what he plays or throwing in your own kind of licks. Super cool. And uh, I, the first album, uh, 2004's Is There 11 Spaces, one of them. Uh, his most recent, uh, Shape Shifting, and I can't remember the other one. It came out in 2010, I believe. So, I mean, spanning, I mean, what's that, 16 years and not having any guitar parts on there, so just allows guitar players to go and listen to that. And even without the guitar, it's kind of, he does much more instrumental stuff anyway, but if you think of instrumentals the way that uh, Joe crafts them, they're very much in a way that, you know, the guitar parts are kind of take over the vocals in a way. And you can definitely hear those melodies and those choruses in in the guitar parts. So taking that out of the equation kind of opens it up to just a different listening experience, even if you don't want to play along and you don't play guitar. So really interesting that he's doing that. Super cool. So interested to hear what those some of those songs sound like uh, without guitar parts. It's going to be super interesting. Um, then next up, uh, this will be one of the last things that I talk about, uh, new album releases coming up for, uh, I think just the end of this week. Um, just, uh, a few notable ones that I saw and picked out, um, saw that Keith Urban has one coming out, Alicia Keys, and one that I'm interested to really hear is Cat Stevens. He is doing a re-recording, a bit of a redo of his... Uh, 70s album T for the Tellerman totally totally stripped down re-recorded totally redone and I'm interested to to hear what that sounds like because I want to say he's gone off the deep end but in a way he just kind of as as time's gone on he just kind of took a break away from music really had nothing to to do with music for the longest time and I guess recently and you know past several years been getting back into it and just to kind of commemorate uh, the anniversary of that album, decided to re-record it. So I'm interested to hear what that sounds like. And then kind of going off of new releases, I just have to tell you all, be prepared for the next like year and a half, two years, because the amount of music that is going to be coming out is going to just be insane. I, I got to talking about it with some of my family and, and some friends it is going to be nuts. Uh, for example, I know Collective Soul, uh, their singer Eddie Rowland, he was in an interview, 
uh, talking about you know what he's been up to during the pandemic and kind of plans for new music, that kind of stuff. So they released their album Blood last year. His idea was to have that be a double album. The label didn't like that, so they released Blood, and then the second part was supposed to come out uh, when the band was going to go on tour this year. Well, they didn't go on tour, so they still have that album ready to go whenever that happens again, presumably next year. On top of that, during the pandemic, Ed said, well, we've just been kind of hanging out together. We kind of got bored, so we came to the studio and made another album. So they have two albums ready to go. On top of that, Collective Soul also released a four-song EP for Record Store Day last month. And so, I mean, like, they've just been busy, and, you know, that's just one band out of a sea of many that has albums to go. So just keep that in mind for, like, all the bands and artists that you like. There's a chance that there's going to be two or three albums coming out in the next easy two years, if not more. And especially thinking a lot of albums, you know, kind of towards the tail end of this year now have been, we're starting to get some of that, some of these albums, you know, during the lockdown, during quarantine, people are starting to release that music now. As we're in the beginning of the year, you know, I'd say maybe up to June, you know, had some of those delays. A lot of those albums, and even some uh, coming out later this year, you know, those are albums that kind of had the bulk of the work done last year before, you know, all the crap went down. But, I, yeah, I think towards the end of this year and well into next year, the amount of music is just going to be insane, and I'm here for it. I can't wait. I'm excited to hear what all these bands have coming for us, even if it's a remix of an album like like Beck's uh, Hyperspace. Like, I'm down. I'm ready for it. Bring it on. And, obviously, you know, subscribe to the channel and keep tuned because as music gets released, I'm going to do a much better job of <laughs> reviewing all of that. So... That is all I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for joining me today on Rock and Talk with Dak. If you liked today's episode, please make sure to comment, like, subscribe, or go out and tell a friend. It all helps get these episodes out to more music fans like yourselves. You can find me on Instagram or Twitter under the same name. Over there I post updates, have a song of the day. And as always, this presentation is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support as always. And remember, never give up hope, no matter how dark things seem. See you next time.